The unopened Christmas card watches me from the shelf. It does that a lot, sometimes shouting for attention, sometimes calling coyly. I should put the thing away in a drawer, or burn it. Or maybe I should actually open it. It probably just says, Merry Christmas. Or it'll be one of those round robin cards, detailing everything my family has been up to over the year, a bragging list of their achievements, a hollow reminder of all the things I haven't been there for. Look at what you're missing. Or, and this is why I still haven't opened it, it could be a personal message. Why haven't you? When will you? I wish you'd... Or, if it's written by my dad rather than my stepmother, highly unlikely, but it'll be, how dare you? I should have known you'd... Typical behaviour from you. I should never have expected more. Why on earth should I subject myself to that? Bland message, round robin, screaming accusations. It'll hurt whatever it is. So the bloody thing can shout all it wants. I will not open it. But my resolve wavers, as it always does, when I go to grab it, to bin it, to hide it. My hand hovering in midair. Like I think I'll be punished for daring to throw it away unopened. My phone buzzes and I glance at it. It's Dee being telepathic again. Okay, the message says. Am I? Another buzz. I know what today is. We can rain check if you like. Not telepathic then. She doesn't know about the card. She's just noted the date. The irony is I'd forgotten. Haunted by a damned unopened Christmas card rather than the things I should really be haunted by. I catch sight of the tattoo I got last year. It's not like I could forget for long. Now I have that permanent reminder. I turn my back on the card and tap out a reply to D. I won't cancel our night out. Not because of a card or a date. The sky is ominously dark when I step outside. So I head for my car even though the pub is only ten minutes away. To be honest, I probably would have taken the car, even if the sky was clear. The quickest way to the pub skirts the park, along a quiet road, popular with joggers. But it's also popular with joyriders, because it's long and straight with no speed bumps. And there was a nasty hit and run less than two minutes from my house a few months ago. The police sign appealing for witnesses is still there. But as far as I know, no one has come forward. Like I said, the road is creepily quiet. So, car it is, even though the one-way system means it'll take just as long to drive as it would to walk. But I freeze, keys in hand when I get to my car. My front tyre is flat. I could cry, I really could. Why do I bother? I should take this as the sign it obviously is. Let today's date envelop me and coat me in a layer of darkness. Go back in, cancel D, stuff myself with cake and cry myself to sleep. I crouch to look closer. The tyre is not just flat. It's shredded. No way is this a puncture. It's been slashed. The urge to cry fades as I straighten up and the first drops of rain fall heavy on my head. 
Clutching my car key so tight it digs into my palm, I storm back into my house, swearing under my breath as I chuck the keys down and get out my phone. Liam, you fucker, I say as soon as he answers. There's a pause. Hannah, you slashed my tyre, you shit. You absolute shit. Another pause. I hear muffled voices. Hear him moving, a door closing. What the hell are you on about, he says, when he comes back on the line. My car, my tyre slashed to ribbons. Ringing any bells? I say it through clenched teeth. Are you insane? Why the hell would I slash your tyres? Jesus, Hannah, you need to get a life and leave me alone. I've told you this before. If this is some crazy cry for help, I'm... Oh, don't give me that shit. What is this? Some kind of revenge for all the delusional, paranoid crap you spouted at me just because you saw me near your flat? I told you, I had nothing to do with what happened. He snorts down the phone. 